this evening. I'll be preaching on uh, Psalm 119 again, this very, very long psalm. Um, and uh, just not going to be reading from any particular text at this time. We'll be referring to multiple texts throughout, but we will be uh, picking up some of the themes from verses 105 uh, to 112. Um, thankful for the opportunity to, uh, to look at this very long and uh, intimidating psalm, 176 verses. Uh, there was a time in my life when that alone was enough to sort of scare me away. And, uh, and we pray that, uh, that we would have some greater understanding of, uh, of how to mine uh, the riches from this text. Um, I will not, again, be preaching from uh, the, uh, a particular text, but overlooking looking at the whole psalm with the goal that we would all grow in, in, in having tools that we can use to understand and to get uh, mind this uh, psalm for ourselves, uh, to, to use it, to pray it, and to let its scalpel cut our hearts and bring healing as well. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the most frequently used words are, are not the words for God or, or for God's word or his testimonies. Um, they are the first person words of, of I, me, mine, and the second person words of, of you, your, and yours. And so it is by far the longest conversation in the Bible to help us Speak to God and to hear from him, to be honest with him, allowing even these words uh, to to spark uh, what's in our hearts, uh, being honest with him and with ourselves as well. And we're going to look again at the four strands. Last time we looked at the first two strands that follow all the way through the psalm. The first one being um, uh, you are. Um, you say and you do, speaking to God about who he is, what he does, and what he says. And even as we went over this, remember, we are not just talking about God here, we are talking to him. We are putting our theology into practice. For words like this, you have wisely arranged my life, I can therefore trust you. Um, You are merciful to me. Again, speaking to God of his mercy, so I can be honest uh, with you. You are, you say, you do. That's what we look for, first of all, in, this, in, in each section of these psalms. The second strand that we run across is, as for me, I'm struggling. And the psalmist often gives words to help us um, deal with the battles that go on in our own hearts, to be honest about the evil that is in us, because we are sinners, we commit sins, we, we do wrong things, we have that Roman 7 heart. There's that sin in us, but there's also evil around us, the evil that comes at us. And we struggle with that. I, I, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to French Creek State Park for our Bible conference. Some of you I know have. Um, I don't know whether you've ever tried to get to one from one of those cabins out there in the units to a wash house at night without a flashlight. 
That is not a good picture. I've done it. Twisted ankles and, and the rest of it. There are obstacles. We're struggling. We're, we're fighting. And yet, and yet God says, one of those beautiful pictures in this song, my word is a light. You can see the roots. You can see the rocks. rocks. You can get there safely and get back to your cabin. That's what God's word is about. You are. You provide that light. You help me in my struggle. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet. The third strand, and here's where we're going to slow down. The third strand uh, is finally, help me. You are good. You are light. You have light. I'm struggling, but we must then articulate, help me. It is, as uh, C.S. Lewis said, a biggish thing (laughs) to face your pride. Me too. To face our pride and to ask for our, for God's help. Uh, Luther was not the first one to say it, but he said it among many others, uh, that, uh, that, uh, our heart is curvitas in se. Curvitas in se. You can almost hear it, that Latin phrase. Curved in on itself. We often, instead of asking for help, we often, uh, brood. We are self-preoccupied. We are. We allow our anxieties to take over our, our lives. Uh, my life or my pain seems particularly unfair, and we we brood about that rather than to ask God for help. Without even being aware of it, before long we have turned away from God and we have forgotten His promises. We have forgotten His goodness. And so this psalm shows us how to help. In 176 verses, 85 different times, and in many, many different ways, the psalmist helps you to ask for help. Don't utterly forsake me, the psalm says. Don't give up on me. Rescue me. Another place. Um, Don't let me wander from your commandments. I need help with staying on the path. Rather, um, incline my heart to your testimonies. Ten different times, he says in different ways, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Holy Spirit, help me to value what is important and turn away from worthless things. Gail and I spent some time this past Last weekend, walking around Universal Studios in, in, um, in, in Los Angeles, and uh, well, the thing that struck me is we're looking at all of the pop culture expressions, which is how it's it just so empty, it's just so vacant, it's just so contentless, and yet so much of our culture is geared towards being fascinated with the stars and what, what is going on, what is coming out of of Hollywood, and we can rightly say that those things and many other things that can get our attention are worthless. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Nine times he says, "Revive me." Um, I walk through life uh, sometimes half-hearted, sometimes like a zombie, not really thinking, not really, not really engaging with God and with my surroundings. And he says, "Revive me." In verse one hundred and seven in our text here, give me life. 
Six times he says, open my eyes that I may have understanding. Open my eyes. Don't let your word become routine. Open my eyes that I might behold wonderful things in your law. Open my eyes to truly see and value the things that are beautiful about you and in your word. It is a biggish thing to us to ask for help. And yet we, we deeply need it. We're struggling. We need, we need that help. Um, St. Augustine wrote a, a commentary on, on the Psalms. And uh, he was encouraged by friends to do so. And so he picked up pen and started working his way through the Psalms and was making good progress. He got to Psalm 118 and he jumped to Psalm 120. He just didn't want to talk about this one. Got all the way to 150. Still, 119 was missing. He didn't want to touch it. And so his manuscript lay uh, uh, in, unfinished on his desk. This is what, this is what he said. Um, it, something like this. It, it was simple. You can read the, the words. They're, they're simple, but they're so deep that this man, the greatest mind in the ancient church, was intimidated by this very psalm. But here it must be. It must be that he came up with that great line that is so often repeated. This is what, this is what Augustine said. You could almost put it on his tombstone. It is recited so, it's been recited so often in his name. He says, give what you command, O Lord, and command what you will. Give what you command. Give me what I need every day in order to fulfill your commands. Give what you command, O Lord, and then command what you will. It's got to be good. If God calls us to do it, it's command what you have, whatever you want. You'll give us what we need to be able to, to, be able to fulfill that. Uh, God doesn't demand of you what he doesn't also equip you to do. Do you, do you know that to be true? That God doesn't demand of you, but that he also equips you to do it. So what seems impossible to you right now? As you face trouble from the inside, maybe you're intimidated by indwelling sin. Maybe you're intimidated by its, by its repetitive power. And we remember, as we face these troubles, face this sin, that stones um, can't be fit into a living temple unless they are filed down by hammer and chisel. Stones must be worked on, they must be shaped. Gold, to use another picture, isn't purified without heat. And so we look at our hearts, we know that God is working on us, it's hard, but he is, by his spirit, he is making He is making. His progress. We're not to be defeated by troubles from the outside. Paul said, in fact, we're to, to expect it. Shall tribulation or persecution or peril or danger or sword or death itself. None of these things which should deter you or surprise you. But we say instead, with desperate humility, help me. Give me the, the best gift, the lavishly give me the best gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ask for help. Every day. Uh, the psalmist here teaches us a powerful lesson. He is never satisfied with looking righteous. He is never satisfied with simply doing the right thing so that other people are impressed with his holiness. He says, I want it to be deep down. 
I want it to be out of my heart. I want it to be real. I'm not satisfied with looking holy. He says, I want to be holy. Shape me. Shape me. So the fourth strand. Um, and and we've, we've said, you are, you do, you say. Um, we're struggling. I'm struggling. And we're articulating in many different ways, um, help me, help me. And this fourth strand that you can see running through all of these verses that in, uh, in, in Psalm 119, um, here I stand, again borrowing a phrase from Luther, here I stand, um, I'm firmly committed, um, I'm pursuing you, um, work in my heart. Here I stand, here I stand. A couple of things about this, I'm a child of the light and I know it, and he declares his Commitments. Listen to this. I am yours. I am your servant. I treasure your word in my heart. I meditate on your statutes. I cling to your testimonies. I cling to your law. I do not turn aside from your law. I have restrained my feet from any evil way. He's a child of the light. And when you love the light, you can't be stopped. The second thing that just comes through here so firmly um, is he declares his delight. Um, I, here I stand. I am delighted in you. I am delighted in your word. Uh, he has tasted the goodness of God and that taste has changed him. He's tasted that God is good and it affects his, his, his heart desires all the way down. Listen, listen to this. Forty different times. He, he rejoices in God. He delights in God and his word. He gives thanks and he marvels. Forty times he delights, he marvels. A, a sampling uh, from some, verse one eleven, which we've already read tonight. Your testimonies are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I love your commandments more than gold. All the amount of money in the world could not, could not draw my heart away from the beauty of your commandments. Your words are sweeter than honey to my mouth. I delight in all you say. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. We struggle. Um, we are uh, attacked from the outside. I would have perished if your law had not been my delight. That's what I hang to, hang on to. And one of my ultimate and long-time favorites is, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. When you enlarge my heart with the ability to see your beauty and to behold your, the wonder of your law, I, I don't just obey you, I run in the obedience of your commands. We all want that. We want that. There is an irrepressible energy when living the way that you are designed. An irrepressible energy. Um, the night before I signed on the bottom line um, to purchase my Passat, I could hardly sleep. My stomach was turning Am I doing the right thing? 
am I doing the wrong thing? There was fear that was gripping my belly. I loved the comfort of the car. I loved its smooth ride. Um, I loved that diesel high mileage. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. And there's no smell, and it's finally legal. That VW diesel engine. But I thought, what am I doing? I absolutely know at some point I am going to pull up to a gas station and I'm going to put gas in my car and try to run it. I know I'm going to do that sometime and I'm going to be out three or four thousand dollars and I'm going to kick myself. I know it. I know it. That's what I, that's what I thought. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but, but my point here is that Psalm 119 is your automatic Go to. It trains you to use the right fuel every single day. And you will run well when doing so. It, it teaches you how to have that honest, uh, humble uh, relationship with God and to walk in His truth. I, I encourage you um, to take one of, these, one of these sections of this psalm and, and then maybe you'll be addicted and want, want to do it again. But, but look at each psalm, each of that section, and, and look for these themes. You are great. You are great. Your word is true. Um, your word is pure. Your word is trustworthy. You are good and do good. Saturate yourself in that fuel of seeing the beauty of God. And, and then that will give you the courage to admit, and I'm struggling down here. There are demons, so to speak, in me. And there are demons coming at me from the world. I'm hurting down here. And then thirdly, help me with a desperate cry. Call out to the Lord, help me. Help me to stay firm in this world where all this evil is coming at me. Help me not to give in. Help me not to give up. It's an honest and desperate cry. And this is the energy, the fuel that God will give you to run in the path of his commands. After all, he has and will enlarge your heart to see and to feel and to love what is good. The Holy Spirit will use this psalm to beautify Jesus in your heart, the all-sufficiency of Christ. The all-sufficiency of who He is and what He has done for us. Let's pray together. Father, we do um, thank You for these words. We thank You for this little roadmap that actually David Pallison has, has shown us um, for, this, for this psalm. To understand it. Uh, to be able to walk uh, in the light of Your truth. We pray that each one of us would, 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 be, um, would be taught and would be led by the beauty of this psalm to see more of the Lord Jesus, to, to be more in the way of the Holy Spirit, that our hearts would be enlarged to love and to obey your commands, to love and to trust our triune God. For it's in his name that we pray. Um, amen.